morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on May the 24th. Man, this year has gone flying by, at least here in the Valley of the Sun. Everybody's getting out of school. Uh, I, I know some kids are already out. My oldest son, today's their last day. My younger son, tomorrow's their last day. Uh, and I think by next week, I think everybody in Arizona is done with school. And, and depending on where you live, you know, it goes uh, anywhere from the middle of May to about the middle of June. But it is that time. Uh, man, where does the time go? Incredible. 800 951 0592. We're coming up on the holiday weekend. So I'll let you know, we are closed on Monday. Uh, so so there will be no show on Monday. The stations are closed as well. So make sure before you head out of town, uh, before you have the family barbecue, make sure you take care of your financial well-being first and call us at 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And no matter what happens, whether we're open or closed, the website is always up and running, of course, unless they have it. <laughs> unless it's not. But normally it is always up and running. Uh, Lululemon, I, did, I don't know if you saw that. I know all the all the ladies all over the country were upset. Lululemon. Their website was down for the last couple of days. I know. I mean, you can't. I mean, how can you function without the yoga pants? I mean, I don't know. Is that what they call That's what I call them. I mean, I think, quite honestly, probably the best invention in the last five or ten years, the yoga pants. Uh, but don't worry. I, I, I think I read. I think it's going to be back up shortly or it's already back up. So uh, yoga pants for everybody. Uh, we don't sell yoga pants, but we do sell wealth insurance. Uh, AllAmericanGold.com, the website. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, all kinds of news today. Really, a lot of stuff's happening. And, and I'm amazed. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to pretend like, you know, Wall Street's kind of like the house is on fire, but if we don't turn around and look, uh, we won't notice. The a huge, probably the biggest piece of news is what Moody's, did to Chinese debt while we were sleeping last night. We'll talk about that. We have the Federal Reserve, uh, the releasing of the minutes. <laughs> you know, they had a meeting a few weeks ago. They didn't do it. But now they're going to release the minutes of the meeting. And I find it funny because, you know, they meet for like two days. But somehow the minutes of the meeting are only a couple of paragraphs. So what were they doing the whole rest of the time? Uh, of course, they're the minutes that they want you to read, obviously. Uh, that's coming out uh, this afternoon, and, and I don't know. They're trying to figure out, are they going to raise rates? Are they not going to raise rates? Uh, I mean, three weeks ago, there was 100% chance they were raising rates. Now it's a 50% chance. And Well, quite honestly, you know what the news just keeps getting worse. Uh, existing home sales were out today. Uh, they were down as well. We'll get into those details. Uh, and then one of the things, you know, when we talked yesterday about the growing welfare state that is the United States really is, uh, it's shocking. 
because you know you, you know things are tough, right? We know that something's not right, right? When you look at the unemployment rate, but then you look at the labor force participation rate, and, and you look at wages and the fact that they're not, you know something's not right. But what we, I guess what we don't see is how big these, I guess, lack for lack of a better word, these social programs have become. And the, and the thing is, and, I, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this till the day I die, and I just believe it. I could be wrong. Maybe I live in a, in a fantasy land, but I believe the vast, vast majority, I'm talking like 90% of Americans, want to be productive members of society. We want to work. We want to earn a living. We want to be able to provide for our families, period. And you can't convince me otherwise. And what we have seen as we've entered into this this fiat world driven by stock price, I mean, really, when you think about it, that's all they care about. That's all Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve care about. That's all that that anybody, if you turn on any quote-unquote financial channel, care about. They don't care about the debt. They don't care about your debt. They don't care about national debt. They don't care about any of it. What's the stock market doing? And you know the funny part is a lot of us stopped caring about the stock market a long time ago, a long time ago because we already know it's rigged. We do, we know it. And the thing that that really has happened is we've taken away, we've stripped out laws, we've changed rules, we've done all of these things that have allowed for this huge mega. Everything's got to be mega. Right, it, it's kind of like uh, everything's got to be super sized. You know, the 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 small drinks. You know, you know, what what size would you like? Well, a uh, regular. And they come out and it's like a thirty-two ounce drink or whatever it may be. I mean, everything's just super sized. And you look at all of the businesses now. If you're not global, right, you're not a player. And it's really destroyed the opportunity for more and more Americans, and and it looks like it's getting ready to happen again. We're going to talk about that next. 800-951-0592. Yesterday, we ran the Falcon, the Canadian Silver Falcons. We are sold out. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, that's how it's supposed to work. Uh, we give you great value. You guys buy it up. You put it away. And, and we hope like heck that we never, ever have to use it. Uh, like I said, things are happening very, very quickly. And they they want to act like they're not happening because that's what they do. And and this is why, you know, that that old adage of, you know, how did you go bankrupt? Well, it was really gradual at first, and then it happened suddenly, and, and you're starting to see now a lot of very, very smart people 
lining up and starting to get very, very specific about what's coming. And uh, and I mean, and I'm sure all of you, a lot of you listening have been reading about, they're saying August to October is kind of going to be the day of reckoning. Uh, and, you know, from David Stockman to uh, Nassim Taleb and, and uh, Ray Diallo, a lot of these guys are saying, get ready. And and it's hard because we try to put all the pieces to the puzzle together to come up with what's really happening out there. Uh, more pieces coming in today, existing home sales. Uh, they fell 2.3% uh, to an annualized rate of $5.57 million. And really, single-family homes, because uh, the, the rest of them were, we used to call them apartments, now we call them condos. Uh <laughs> Right, uh, 4.95 million single-family homes at an annualized rate uh, fell more than expecting the dip in the closings. Uh, they said, now here's what they're saying, and this is what you have to keep in mind. Like new home sales yesterday, existing home sales the month before had a, a good month. And, and I'm going to say the word good because it's relative. They want to tell you it's great. The new home sales numbers would have to double to get back to a normal market. Existing home sales would have to go up about 40% to get back to what used to be normal. Forget about the boom years. Just normal. This is how sick... The economy really is. And, of course, at the same time, the prices are, are rallying uh, significantly. And and hold on for one second. That's okay. Arlene just walked in. I'll be Hold on. I'll be right back in one second. And uh, sorry about that. So, anyway, the number today, $4.95 million. Okay, annualized, right? So divided by 12, that's what you get for the month. The average price. Now remember, new homes, the prices fell. Existing homes, prices still went up. And this is the part that really gets tough to believe. 244800 <laughs> This is for an existing home. In a country where the average pay is about 50 grand. And then really, you know, if you make 50 grand, you're making more than than about 69% of the other people, but usually most of these households now, both parents are working, and this is the thing, this is what you have to remember. You used to be able to get it done, one person working. When I grew up, and I don't know if I lived in a bubble or not, right? Because I was a kid. I didn't, wasn't paying attention then. But in my neighborhood, the the norm was mom was at home and dad was at work. That was just how I grew up. And everybody that I went to, they grew up the same way. Today, 
in the neighborhood my kids grow up, the norm is both parents are working. The abnormal is mom or dad doesn't work. And then you start to look at what it is that that has perpetuated that, right? which is because of the fact that, hey, we need the money to be able to live. If we both aren't working, we can't buy the house, we can't buy the car, we can't send the kids to school, and, and the realities are, even with both parents working now, debt's at record levels. Record. And most people are now falling behind. And now the downgrades to the debt are starting. And I've been warning you, I've been telling you, I've been trying to encourage you to make sure you're ready. Right? Puerto Rico is just a start. Wait till I tell you what Illinois is trying to do now. This is how bad things are getting. California Kelpers issued another warning. They just came out and told all the cities that they're going to have to pay more. And now they said, oh, by the way, I know last year we said you got to pay more, but guess what? Next year you got to pay more again. Last night while we were sleeping, Moody's, they came out and they cut Chinese sovereign debt this is, I mean, you think about it, the, the, the growth of the world essentially emanates out of China, and Moody's last night came out and said, hey, we got a problem. Citing expectations for the country's financial strength to deteriorate in the coming years as the debt keeps rising and the economy slows. You know what's funny is I want I want I wonder I wonder and I'm just curious what Moody's thinks about our debt levels if they're concerned about rising debt levels ours are rising right like a rocket ship and slowing economy and I don't care what the Fed the Federal Reserve can keep saying the economy's growing or strengthening it's not not. I've got facts on my side. The GDP of the country has fallen for three straight years in a row. In a statement issued, they say Wednesday morning, yesterday here, Wednesday there, Moody said it downgraded the ratings to A1. So, you know, China's never been AAA, but now it's A1, and also put its outlook to negative. In other words, hey, there may be more to come. The move is important in sending a warning about the speed of debt accumulation in the world's second largest economy. The rating firm's move comes as Beijing has intensified a campaign in recent months to try to rein in risky investments 
Chinese total debt reached 253% of gross domestic product last year. And listen, this is how things have been happening. This is how we've been getting it done. This is how they've been getting it done. In 2008, it was 149% of GDP. Now it's 253%. You know, and we're at, what, 100 and some percent. I mean, who knows? We're not really sure, right? Because we don't even know what the number is right now. We know the economy is about $18 trillion, give or take, and seasonally adjust. And we know the debt is at $20 trillion, give or take, un, you know, seasonally adjusted. We know the Federal Reserve has another $4.5 trillion, so that's $24.5 I mean, really, when you start doing the math, it kind of gets a little scary. Then you factor in where the consumer is at. Where do we go from here? If all the debt levels are at records, all of them, and most households, both parents, if they can find a job, are working, where do we go from here? And then, you know, and, I, and I've been raising this point over and over. I've been trying to get you to just be logical. Listen, and this is something where, you know, I, I'll use the Hurricane Katrina thing because that was, remember, like a week before it got there. There was, more, oh, this is a big one and this and that. And, and as you know, some are bigger than others. And in the days leading up, right, they issued the evacuation orders. They did all that stuff, and nobody did anything. This is similar, except you don't get a, you don't get a week's notice. I'm giving you a decade's notice, and this is really the biggest part of the problem of what people don't understand because they've turned everything into what. What just happened in the last 24 hours? Right? They, nobody talks about, you know, you remember, when we they used to talk, you need to be a long-term investor. <laughs> right? Nobody says that anymore. And you start thinking about all the things that you have. You don't buy gold because it doesn't pay interest. Right? Neither does your CD. And they keep trying to tell you, well, the rule of the game is changing. No, what's happened is the game is ending. All of these, all of these issues, whether it be pension issues, right? We saw the Dallas uh, fire and police pension blew up, right? Puerto Rico's blown up. Now Illinois says they may have to raise taxes by 33%, and that's not enough. California CalPERS just yesterday issued a warning to all the cities saying, guess what, you got to pay more, even more again next year. And it's starting to build more. Now Moody says, hey, the Chinese debt, okay, now that's ridiculous. 
and and you just start putting it together, and you can see the the, the tsunami in its building. And the and the and the sad part is that they already know. They just want to make sure and hopefully keep you from knowing for as long as possible. Right, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say I don't know what the what the Fed minutes are going to say, and I don't know if the Fed is going to raise rates next month or not. I hope they do. But the realities are, here's what I also know. Rates really aren't going anywhere. They're just not. Well, and I should say this. They're not going anywhere because the Fed wants them to. They they can't go anywhere because we can't pay it. You know, look at the you, you look at the Chinese or the Japanese. I'm sorry. You look at the Japanese. Look at where they've been. They've been in what we you know we've been in this turmoil for the last ten years. The Japanese they've been in it for thirty years. See, they're just ahead of us a little bit. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Wednesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The recently concluded meeting of G20 finance ministers shows just how different the Trump administration is going to be. This group of 19 industrialized countries plus the European Union has been meeting annually since the 2008 financial crisis in an effort to decide economic policies for the whole world. Representing the United States at the G20 meeting was newly installed Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. The former Goldman Sachs executive was not previously thought to be an economic nationalist, but he effectively delivered the president's views to startled finance ministers of the other G20 countries. The other members of the G20 wanted the United States to sign a joint statement declaring, We will resist all forms of protectionism. That sentence has been included in previous joint statements, and everyone thought it would be non-controversial. Everyone, that is, except Donald Trump's Treasury Secretary, who recognized the word protectionism as a slap at the president's pro-American policies. The message Mnuchin delivered was that the new administration intended to follow through on Trump's campaign trail promises. Mnuchin succeeded in replacing the offending sentence with this improvement. We are working to strengthen the contribution of trade to our economies. I understand what the president's desire is and his policies, and I negotiated them from here, Mnuchin said at a news conference, and we couldn't be happier with the outcome. Well, Germany's finance minister expressed his frustration. Sometimes you have to limit yourself at such a meeting to not ask too much of one partner. You cannot force partners to go along with wording they are not okay with. One of the most vocal advocates for preserving the anti-protectionism language was China, which is by far the most protectionist member of the G20. China does not obey the rules of free trade, but is perfectly willing to dump its merchandise on the United States as the world's consumer of last resort. During the summit, President Trump was receiving German Chancellor Angela Merkel in Washington. The United States has been treated very, very unfairly by many countries over the years, Mr. Trump said before meeting with Merkel. That is going to stop. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Want to join the spirited debate over issues you care about? At PSEagles.com, conservative strategists are blogging about education, radical feminism, climate change, national security, parental rights, and other issues you care about. Stay informed and add your own comments at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
Then you think and you, you start thinking about all of the cities and the states now that have made all of these promises to their pension obligations and, and these you know millions, tens of millions of Americans that are going to be relying on these checks right at the same time when they need it the most. They're going to take it away from them. Think about it, baby boomers. Right as you got to retirement age, right as you were supposed to, remember how you were supposed to do it. You're supposed to be a long-term investor, right? Get into that 401k, right? And you're going to build that nest egg. And when you get to retire, you're going to take that money. Well, well, first, when, when you get to 55, you take it out of stock and you put it into bonds and be safe. And then when you get to 65 and you retire, you you put it in to a CD of some sort and you live off the interest. <laughs> I mean, right? That was how it was supposed to work. What happened? Well, the second you got to 65, they stopped paying interest. What do you think that was? I mean, we can pretend, oh, it was the financial crisis. It was this, it was that, right? Oh, you know, we're having some trouble. Why do you think it was? Because they couldn't afford to do that. Because they had built your whole portfolio on extend and pretend. You do not get economic prosperity from a printing press. You don't. What you get is debt. And now we're seeing it. We've already did. Well, you think the, the debt hemorrhaging stopped with jingle mail? Well, you think it stopped and they fixed it after tens of millions of Americans couldn't afford to pay their mortgage? It didn't stop. Right now, now the owners of malls are sending the keys back. Right, and we're seeing it when you look at personal debt. It's back. It's never been higher. We're right back where we were ten years ago. you know, the sad part is, is we're only making essentially about the same amount of money. Which means you're actually more poor today than you were 10 years ago. Because of inflation. In all of these cities and all of these states, they've done the same thing. When you look at all of these corporate earnings and they talk about how great their, their stock price is, it's only for one reason. And I shouldn't say every company. But for the vast, vast, vast majority of them. They either borrowed billions of dollars to buy back their own stocks, or they refinanced all of their debt at lower levels to make things appear better, and now the debt's piling back up again. 
And now we're starting to see what? Corporate defaults rise. We're seeing retail defaults and commercial defaults rise. We're seeing the rise of auto loan defaults and credit card defaults. We got housing now that an existing home in America's $244,000. Well, let's round up. $245,000. Are you kidding me? And then you start seeing the downgrades come one after the other. You know, to, you know, today it's Moody's, tomorrow it's somebody else. Big article in the Wall Street Journal talking about the malls now, saying bond rating companies are taking closer looks at the securities tied to the shopping malls. Remember, I warned you about those. We don't even know what these securities are. All as we know is the bank's got $500 trillion worth of them. How many of them had to take a haircut today because of the Chinese downgrade? Probably all of them. How many did? Probably none of them. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. If you follow me on Twitter, at Patriot Trading one you can read all about the problems in Illinois. Uh, they have no good answer. And I'm positive that the governor's going to veto that, so don't worry. Right. I, I guess I'll take it right to the default, right? Because they're they're trying to wait on Puerto Rico and see what kind of deal they could get. And how big of a haircut are we going to have to take? And are we don't really... I don't know. It's too big. It's too much money. I mean, 30... 40, 50% haircut. And see, and this is the problem because this is how they know it's going to be suddenly. Remember the last time. See, people forget, right? These these guys, they don't want you to remember. Don't remember. Don't remember when the CEO of Bear Stearns came out on TV and told everybody how great their stock was. Don't forget that. And how their positions were fine, and lending was fine, and and they've got a great handle on it, right? And then less than 10 days later, while all of us were sleeping, there was an emergency going on, right? Remember, we woke up the next morning, and all of a sudden, J.P. Morgan now owned Bear Stearns for $2, right? <laughs> Everything was fine, and their stock was, I don't know, I think their stock was $42. This is really, listen, these are the realities. And, and, and when you read it for yourself, you can see it for yourself. And this isn't a little problem. Because you have the headline debt number. And then you have the securitization behind that number. And that's the part that breaks, right? That's the part that sends all of these banks into insolvency. 
and you start thinking about all of these rules that they put them. You think they did them on accident? Yeah, it was on accident that they they wrote Dodd Frank. Right? It was an accident that this was the the solution to too big to fail. Too big to fail solution was make them bigger, and then let's make the depositors be on the hook. That was what they did. I don't care what you thought you saw. I don't care what you thought you read. That's what the bill did. When obvious, the obvious, obvious answer was, well, if they're too big to fail, then we need to break them up because they're too risky. Remember that FDIC insurance, remember how that came about? You, you don't, most of us don't, most of us who weren't alive during the 30s. They put that in after they shut the banks. Because they're like, man, how are we going to get people to put money in the bank again? <laughs> right? Right? It's a problem. And they created the FDIC insurance, and they set the amount that most people in the world never thought of ha- ever could have. And, I mean, you were like one of the richest people in the world if you had 250000 back then. But they don't have any money. I don't say they don't have any, but they just one bank. Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, City, B of A, right? Any of the world's, you know, top 25 banks goes under. There's no money there for us. Not even close. And then they weren't done. Now they wrote rules that said, you know what? No more going to the sidelines during an emergency. Uh, and they didn't even use the word emergency during market turmoil. And they don't even define it. Because a lot of you out there, listen, they know how we think, oh, well, this guy thinks he's smart, and when things get bad, he's going to sell. But we're going to stop that. Right now, they put these rules into place that prevents you from doing it. You don't hear them talk about that. Right? And, and, and if they did, they talked about it once and then never brought it up again. But make no mistakes about it. Those are the laws now. And, and you, you start to understand that they get it. They understand how big and how important the problem is. And they need to keep all of us in the game. That's what the war on cash is about. It's not about terrorism or black market or any. It's not about any of those. Those are convenient. It's about forcing everybody in. They want to take away your ability to have your wealth somewhere else, period. And this is where we come in. This is it. This is the last. And and who knows how long will this last? I don't know. 
from 1933 to 1971, it was illegal to own gold in the United States. When I tell that to me, most people are shocked. But make no mistakes about it, that was the law. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. We are, we are sold out of the Falcons that we ran yesterday. Uh, today, if you're looking for silver, U.S. Silver Eagles, they're at $405 a roll. If you buy them, buy the case. They're at $400 a roll, uh, which would be $10,000 by the case. On the gold side of the market, uh, U.S. $10 liberties. Okay, these are the old $10 liberties. They're $680 today at 800-951-0592. Take the time. To put them away, and it's it's starting right. You, the wave, that tsunami wave, is starting. All of the all of these debt problems that they fixed, and remember how they fixed them. See again, you know, too big to fail. The fix was we'll make them smaller, so that way one of them could go under, and it doesn't take the rest of it with them. They didn't do that. They made them bigger. When you have debt problems, the way to solve it is to what? Make the debt smaller. (laughs) Instead, what did we do? We made them bigger. And we made them much bigger. And now, once again, big shock. Right? You brought interest rates down to nothing. You let everybody that wasn't, you know, all the businesses and all that, you know, the taxpayers, you lost your house, you lost it. Everybody else, if you didn't, you could refinance the debt and made it feel better. Ten years later, all the debt levels are back. But no more refinance. Well, I mean, you could if you already hadn't, but the vast majority of people already did. And there's nowhere to go from here. And now you're seeing it, right? You're seeing the commercial defaults, the auto. Listen, we've talked about it. Now the China's been downgraded today. Chicago, the the Democratic senators of Chicago are proposing a 33 percent increase in corporate and personal tax on top of a sales tax increase, and it's still wouldn't be enough. And now you start to see, and this is just the beginning, right? We're just we're just getting started in this debt super cycle again. And this is a great opportunity to get in. Uh, like I said, we got the Fed minutes coming up. Will they, won't they? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And, and I 
really think that a lot of people now are starting to line up here and get very, very specific about what is going to be happening in the second half of this year. So uh, we are sold out of the Falcons. If you're looking at silver, U.S. Silver Eagles at 405 a roll. Buy it by the case at 10000 And U.S. $10 Liberties at 680. 800-951-0592. Everybody take care and have a great day. Thank you.